0: Hello, welcome to the Berkworthy Reviews Podcast. My name is Jonathan Burkhead, and welcome to another episode of Berkworthy Rankings, where I take an album and I rank its songs from worst to best. Uh, Today I'll be exploring the uniquely accessible pavement classic... Crooked Rain, Crooked Rain. And uh, after they gained a cult following with their lo-fi debut, Slanted and Enchanted, uh, this band really expanded on its low production sound with more hooks and some strange takes on a variety of genres, including country and California pop. It's a very eclectic record. And uh, Stephen Malcolmus' lyrics uh, can appeal to both burnouts and intellectuals on this album. And it's especially commendable when Stephen both mocks and embraces the music industry in which he's involved uh because he never really wanted to come across as a rock star but he certainly isn't sad that it's his paying job so he won't deny that so with all that said let's just take a deeper look into the classic that is crooked rain crooked rain beginning at number 12 oh my god it's number 12 uh, number 12, I chose Unfair. And is it unfair for me to rank the song as the weakest one on the album? I mean, not really, but it's just kind of essentially a thrash session. And it doesn't really hurt the album, but it definitely doesn't stand out. So, you know, if you're into the whole thrash thing, then the song is good. But, you know, for the most part, it's just kind of one of the le- least distinctive songs on the album. All right, let's move on to number 11. Oh my God, it's number 11. Uh, number 11, I chose Silence Kit. And uh, this isn't one of the standout tracks but it's still a very decent opener and it's kind of constructed like a punk song with its long ass intro and it still sets the album up for some great ecle- eclecticism that will you know uh that will be featured on the remainder of it so it does deliver all right let's move on to number number 10 oh my god it's number 10 uh, number 10, I chose Heaven's Truck, and uh, this song uh, kind of begins a little boring, uh, but it devo- develops into a more intriguing song as it progresses. Um, I think that the song details the life of a miserable Rose Queen, and that her perfect little image isn't all that it, all that it seems to be. And, you know, it's very sad and tragic indeed that the Rose Queen just isn't who, she's, who, who she isn't on the outside. It's all who it's all that vapidness that she has on the inside. All right, let's move on to number nine. Oh my god. God, it's number nine. Uh, number nine, I chose Newark Wilder. And uh, Stephen Malcolmis' vocals are really slightly apathetic on this one, uh, but they coincide really well with the sonic sounds of the track. And I also like kind of the yearning nature uh, of it that's very well executed. And um, it really sounds as if he's a nerd trying to bone an untouchable girl quite desperately. And I really do enjoy that. All right, let's move on to number eight. Oh my God, it's number eight. Uh, number eight, I chose Elevate Me Higher. And, uh, this seems like a conventional, uh, rock song at first, uh, but then, um uh, Malcolmus is, uh a. Idiosyncratic vocals come in, and the compositions becomes very crazy. And um, midway through the song, like the heavy drums can be very deceitful; they're kind of a gimmick. And also, the ending is kind of a gimmick as well, uh, because the listener thinks that there's going to be this epic finish, but it's just this weird, continuous, you know, guitar guitar sounds that kind of go on. So it's kind of, you know, a little bit deceitful. That's for sure. All right, let's move on to number seven. Oh my God, it's number seven. Uh, number seven, I chose Fillmore Jam. And uh, since Pavement is kind of a raw band, you know, a, a jam session could be a little inevitable on this album. And uh, it's really just six minutes of dreamy and weary sounds, but it definitely. Uh, it perfectly exudes the atmosphere, atmosphere of the buzzkill era that, you know, this album was released. So I thought that was really cool. And ultimately, it's a pretty great, you know, j- pretty, pretty great jam session. All right. Well, um, before we get on to the uh, top six, let's just take a little break and I'll see you in just a bit. Welcome back to Berkworthy Rankings, where I'm going to be ranking uh, Pavement's Crooked Rain, Crooked Rain. Let's continue on to number six. Oh my god, it's number six. Number six, I chose "Hit the Plane Down," and uh, this is this one track really resembles. This is like the one track on the album that really resembles an acid trip, and it's very reminiscent of the uh, British indie scene that was that was prevalent in the late '80s and early '90s. And I, but I did think that the title was a little inappropriate because the traffic sounds and it sound a lot more automotive than they do aeronautical. But who really gives a shit? All right, let's move on to number five. Oh my God, it's number five. Uh, number five, I chose Five Minus Four Equals Unity, and uh, this is the only instrumental track on the album, and it's quite awesome, and the uh, extraterrestrial sounds uh, kind of resemble a UFO that's both ascending and descending, and the effects kind of sound like paper that is being shook, and uh, I think that, you know, all of this, you know, the like, it kind of like All these inclusions really just fit the song very well, and it's very bizarre, and I really do enjoy that. All right, let's move on to number four. Oh, my God, it's number four! Uh, number four, I chose Gold Sounds. And this is actually a very uplifting song. I mean, I don't know if it's intending to be an uplifting song, but it's awesome. And um, the lyrics kind of represent self-confidence and not allowing people to fuck with your uniqueness. And it's also just a really catchy, short and sweet song. It's, you know, almost perfect. It really is. All right, let's move on to number three. <laughs> oh, my God, it's number three. Uh, Number three, I chose Range Life, and uh, this is kind of the lone country-esque song in the album, and it's both a personal song for Malcolm and it's also a little satirical, too. Um, He declares that, I want a range life if i could settle down by the way that lyric will be stuck in your head for the rest of it et- for all eternity it really will and uh he also kind of takes these some uh, shots at smashing pumpkins and uh the central pilots uh for being kind of poster children of mainstream rock it's kind of a rumor but it's a little bit uh, evident in the lyrics uh but to be fair Stephen malchemist doesn't flatter himself by mocking those two bands uh he also kind of, you know, is pleased that he is being paid for a job that he loves. So, you know, he can't deny that he enjoys that. Uh, But he uh, definitely uh, does, you know, seem to want a simple life in this song, but I'm pretty sure it doesn't mean that he wants to return to the San Joaquin Valley because Stockton kind of sucks and those places kind of do too. No offense to, you know, all you people out there. Cause you know, there's some really cool people in the San Joaquin Valley, but I wouldn't recommend it. I really wouldn't. All right. Well, let's move on to the top two beginning with number two. Oh my God. It's number two. Uh, number two, I chose stop breathing. And, uh, this is kind of, this is like the most heartbreaking song on the album. It, and it's interesting that they could execute such a song, um, being like both out of tune and poignant. Like, I just think that combination is very interesting. And I'm assuming the song details PTSD because of all the military subject matter. Um, but regardless, it's just a, if that's in like regardless if that's like an accurate assumption um it's still a painfully intense song and i think it also interestingly incorporates into an album that you know kind of is very subtle and weird i just think it's a very interesting inclusion very distinctive all right well let's move on to number one song and i'm pretty sure any hardcore fan of this album knows what that will be oh my god we made it to number one uh, number one, I chose "Cut Your Hair," and this is definitely the most accessible song in the album. Those ooh, ooh 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 oohs are almost impossible not to mimic every time you hear them. I know I sucked when I did that, but I thought I'd try anyway. And it's also one of the um, best songs that kind of battles superficial shit and um, like you know, kind of the ideal images of what's attractive and what isn't. But it's not really preachy or bitchy or anything. It's kind of like. It's kind of more humorous, and um, and that's why I think that really makes this song a legendary modern rock song uh, of the 90s, and it's definitely just so catchy and awesome. And um, I think that this band really has some great material, so you definitely shouldn't stop with Cut Your Hair, but this really is an awesome song, and I absolutely love it. Okay, well, that was uh, pavement's crooked rain, crooked rain, and this was definitely the one that uh, made pavement that the, the, it kind of gave them some unique hooks, and it really made them a catchy band, and it made them uh, a really enj- it made you know their music extremely enjoyable, and it definitely is a landmark l- release, and uh, I think that anyone who wants to venture into nineties music. Uh, this is definitely one of the classics. It's an amazing record. All right. Well, uh, this, is the, this has been the Burkworthy Reviews podcast. Uh, my name is Jonathan Burkhead. And uh, please follow me on, on Instagram uh, if you just look up berkworthy underscore reviews. Uh, and you can check out some more awesome content there. And uh, once again, my name is Jonathan Burkhead. And this has been, uh, this has been an, an episode of Berkworthy Rankings. And I hope that I can catch you for another episode in the future. Y'all have a good night.